Several years ago, my mom watched Wag the Dog, and then she called me and she said, is that what you do for a living? No, of course not. I don't fabricate wars to distract voters from a presidential sex scandal. Come on. I don't make up anything to distract from anything. That is not the role of the communicator. But that's certainly not what Hollywood or Washington, D.C. would have you believe. The reason the name of this podcast and our blog and my book is Spin Sucks is because that's a very common perception. When someone asks you what you do for a living and you say PR, the reaction is almost always akin to, oh, yeah, you lie for a living. I most certainly do not, and neither do 99% of communicators. But there are some who do create wars to distract voters, who build perception based on alternative facts, who completely change the conversation just because they can. And because those are salacious stories and they make great headlines, that's what the movies and the media focus on. The rest of us doing the real work, we are very boring. But the real work the rest of us do is important, even if it is boring. After all, spin sucks. This is what we'll discuss on this week's episode of the Spin Sucks podcast, how some communicators make the rest of us look bad and why the PR industry needs to do a better job of its own PR. If you're a communications pro who works hard, doesn't compromise quality and gets the job done, welcome home. We'll share our tips, tricks, and stories, and together we will change the face of PR. Spin sucks, but we don't. With the Spin Sucks podcast, here's Jenny Dietrich. Welcome back to the Spin Sucks podcast. I'm Jenny Dietrich. We had a lively conversation in the Spin Sucks community about an article that recently ran on the BBC News website about the quote-unquote father of environmental PR, E. Bruce Harrison. The article starts out with a very dateline opening. 30 years ago, a bold plan was cooked up to spread doubt and persuade the public that climate change was not a problem. The little known meeting between some of America's biggest industrial players and a PR genius forged a devastatingly successful strategy that endured for years and the consequences of which are all around us. Dun, 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 dun. The story goes that Harrison and his team stood before the Global Climate Coalition and pitched them on doing work together. The GCC represented the oil, coal, auto, utility, steel, and rail industries, and they were looking for a communications partner to change the narrative on climate change. When the coalition was created, President Bush, an oil man himself, was running the country, so they saw little need to be concerned about the limitation of fossil fuel emissions. That all changed, of course, when President Clinton was elected and he brought Al Gore, one of the biggest advocates, if not the advocate of climate change initiatives, into the White House. That's when Harrison and his team got to work. They started by reframing the issue. They would persuade people that the scientific facts weren't settled and that alongside the environment, policymakers needed to consider how action on climate change would, in the view of GCC, negatively affect American jobs, trade, and prices. Sounds a little familiar with the vaccine, doesn't it? Hmm. They knew that if they said it enough times, people would begin to believe it, and journalists would begin to report it. It was the beginning of a 30-year disinformation campaign that brought about alternative facts and made people not trust the science. Al Gore called it the equivalent of a war crime because even though the GCC disintegrated they, and the PR campaign ended in the late 90s, the tactics 
the playbook and the message of doubt would outlive their creators. The consequences are all around us, so much so that people joke about climate change not being real. Europe is having one of its hottest summers on record, without air conditioning, I might add, and we joke, oh right, yeah, climate change is totally not real. It's not real at all. There are some really interesting things that Harrison and his team did do, though. Had they used their powers for good, they would have been incredibly successful and ethical. In just a few minutes, I'll be back to talk you through some of those things they did that you might be able to steal, assuming you're not lying or spinning the truth or being unethical. I'll be right back. There are two things I want you to know about. The first is the Fundamentals of Media Measurement course that we just launched with Muckrack, and the second is the PESO model certification. Both will help you evolve your career this year as you learn how to measure your work using the PESO model to get you there. The Fundamentals of Media Measurement course can teach you how to measure your earned media efforts, create a successful measurement strategy, and report on your success. It will take you about two hours, but it has quick bite-sized lessons you can take when convenient. It has actionable tips, step-by-step approaches, and examples from Jonna Burke, Christopher Penn, and me. Go to mrac.co slash spinsucks to learn more, get registered, and start your measurement journey today. That's mrac.co slash spinsucks. Please be sure to use that link because I get a gold star every time someone registers, and I love gold stars. And for those of you who need to evolve your career, learn how to integrate the work you do with marketing and amp up your measurement efforts, the PESO model certification is for you. Step up your game with an academically accredited PESO model certification from Spin Sucks and the SI Newhouse School of Public Communications at Syracuse University. Learn more about that by going to spinsucks.com academy, or you can go to spinsucks.com and click on academy in the navigation. And now, back to the show. I often say that if Pablo Escobar had used his brain for good, he would have been the most successful man in history. He probably would not have died in his early 40s. In fact, he might even still be alive today, giving Elon Musk a run for his money. But he did not use his brain for good. And you know how that ended for him. The same goes for Harrison and his team. Had they used their powers for good, For a campaign that wasn't riddled with lies, misinformation, and alternative facts, they would have made great strides in the betterment of the world. When his team was interviewed, they said that they regret the work that they did, and had they not been young and naive, they never would have participated. Ah, hindsight. Always 2020, isn't it? Let's say they had used their powers for good. There are some things we can all learn from their campaign. Their strategy was to work with journalists through an extensive media campaign. They did everything from placing quotes and pitching op-eds to desk briefings and backgrounders. They were prolific. Many reporters were assigned to write stories but didn't understand all of the complexities of the issue, so Harrison and his team wrote backgrounders to make their lives easier. Of course, those backgrounders didn't include the science and only argued for climate change being a farce, but the backgrounders are what educated journalists enough to be able to write stories. They wrote letters, glossy brochures, and monthly newsletters. All of this work eventually led to more than 500 specific mentions in the media in less than a year. As they did that, they hired external voices to help them make their case. If you spend time doing media relations, you know scientists, economists, and academics are highly credible among journalists. Who among us has not hired experts to help us tell our stories? I know I have, from nutritionists to chefs and entomologists to scientists. When using experts for good to help you tell your story, they carry great weight. 
At the time, most climate scientists agreed that climate change was a real issue that required action, but a small group argued there was no cause for alarm. These were the people Harrison and his team hired. They paid them to give speeches, write op-eds, and appear on local TV and radio stations via media tours. Journalists are often actively looking for contrarians so they can weigh both sides of an issue and report without bias. But what Harrison and his team went beyond, they didn't just provide the contrarians, they made them the stars, and journalists went along for the ride. There are certainly many people to blame in this situation, the contrarians, the journalists, the GCC, and of course, Harrison and his team. But what Harrison and his team did was unethical, wrong, and downright criminal. But if you learn anything from them, it's that being prolific and providing journalists what they need to do their jobs will make you a success. Use your powers for good. Don't spin, don't lie, don't massage the truth. But do use some of these ideas to help you tell your story. This story about Harrison and his team and the GCC originated in the Spin 6 community where a healthy discussion was had. If you'd like to be part of those discussions and more, and you aren't already a part of the community, join us. You can find us at spinsucks.com slash spin hyphen sucks hyphen community. That's spinsucks.com slash spin hyphen sucks hyphen community. It's a community full of crazy smart professionals. It's free, it's fun, it's smart, and you might just learn a thing or two from your peers. I'll see you next week. If you're ready to change the face of PR, make sure you subscribe to the Spin Sucks podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, leave us a rating and a review. 